0: Alright, Wednesday, my <clears throat> Monday, um, can't really complain about that, as I get back to work for taking a couple days off, it was sure nice to take a couple days off, and uh, just kind of relax, and I, uh, I usually have a bad habit of looking at work while I am at home on some days off, and you know what? I still did it, (laughs) but I did it uh, maybe two, three times total. So um, that was good. Um, Pretty sure though, I did check out um, Friday afternoon, um, (laughs) but it was the end of the month, Um, the month winded down, and uh, I had a nice uh, stretch of four days where I didn't really think much more about Anything other than uh, relaxing. So, I um, played some, some hockey and overall had a pretty good time. So, now it's kind of back into uh, the rhythm. Um, I was thinking this morning <clears throat> as it relates to kind of standard work and stuff like that, but the different types of uh, repetitive routines and behaviors that people have. If you have like a daily routine, and then you stop for a couple days, how effective is your new, you know, when you resume, versus like a, a weekly or a monthly routine? What happens when you miss one of those, and then try to pick that up again? So, the frequency of repeating the behavior, what's the effect for every missed, you know, planned occurrence? So, um, thinking of that in terms of, you know, uh, how it relates to standard work and people on the production floor, you know, there's things that some people do every day, all day, so what, at what point, of uh, not doing that task would cause them failure to complete that set of uh, steps... And that standard work, what would cause them to start to deteriorate from that? How long would that take? Uh, so that's uh, interesting. Um, just that was the shower thought this morning um, as I didn't perform my normal routine for four days, uh, two of which I normally wouldn't perform that routine. Um, but I did feel like, uh, I was moving a little bit slower, uh, this morning, so maybe that had to do with that, um, but yeah, um, it should be interesting. Today kicks off a, uh, a coaching training, so I'm pretty excited about that, um, thanks to Neil. We got some folks in Austin to, uh, to get signed up, um, and so it would be interesting. I gotta move a few things around, but that is definitely going to be the priority for the day Um, and for the next every Wednesday for an hour for a month um, doesn't hurt to get better (laughs) Um, also have a a meeting with some uh, corporate consulting groups today where we had to give them some inputs on how we would rate software and it's a it's a little what I think their approach is Um, tell us how you would evaluate a software that you kind of have very little idea about how it works Um, you know what's your dear Santa list Uh, I'm not quite sure that's going to be the most effective way for us to actually look at a software um, you know without really knowing what what it's all about Um, but we'll see Um, I guess I kind of get their perspective tell us what you want and we'll try to fit the software you know around it but you know for something like an escalation uh, issue escalation type uh, problem that we would attempt to solve uh, if the software doesn't have uh, a good there's some crazy drivers out this morning I'm sorry it's a uh, Wednesday morning, but they're driving like a Monday. Um, but if if we don't know what features the software has, or how it works, or how we would use it, um, it's kind of, I don't know, I'm not sure what the, the chicken or the egg argument is. It seems like, hey, have someone test drive the software for us, um, show us how other people use it, and then get ideas from there, rather than just... You know, make up how you would use it and rate it. Um, then you you know, then you have these expectations that this could do anything, instead of taking an off-the-shelf type of uh, system and trying to ta- turn that off-the-shelf system into something custom. And that's I think not what we want to do. Um, keep customization at the the front line level don't try to customize it for each side or each segment Um, I'm not sure that that would be very effective so we'll see how this goes it's fun to be included in something at a corporate level that would help other sites um, adopt things that may help them perform a little bit better Um, so definitely not complaining just thinking about the process Um, but as I think about it a little bit more what i see this as being is uh hey define your acceptance criteria and then run this test and then which one met your acceptance criteria the best so i get that um you know that's that's a tried and and true approach um you know we saw that a lot with uh parts in the aerospace industry Uh, i was like hey uh Here's your specification, like you need to meet the specification. Um so I mean it makes sense. Uh tell us how you would meet the specification. Okay. Uh, but uh sorry, uh not going through the same routine, uh I'm getting some remembering some of the challenges that occur when uh driving to work, uh, such as big trucks full of rocks that turn onto the main road and take up the right lanes and very courteous <laughs> other drivers that don't want you to get over. Anyway, um let's see also today continuing with the uh, colleague doing a uh, seven waste uh and uh 5S style walk, where we just focus on one workstation. So uh, when I did check my email I happened to catch that there was a really extensive 5S walkthrough that was performed by a couple of folks. I think they said there was 107 slides that they put together. Um, That that may be boiling the ocean and trying to fix everything at once. Um, what, uh, what, What the process I'm working on does is focuses on one workstation uh, one locator um, and uh, seeing what we see and just make sure that we're on the same page with seeing it and then um, take take manufacturing engineering take production leadership and say hey let's go and look at this because we've looked at this place a few times and we keep seeing the same type of challenges here what know what's going on what's the standard work so the other day we looked at a place the standard work hadn't been updated since 2016 Um, the layout has changed numerous times Um, but you know the the rest of the process the documentation hadn't been changed since 2016 Um, that's a long time to not change standard work and at that particular area people tend to batch, you know, certain components, and uh, what we witnessed, and what I witnessed as I walked by, because it's a pet peeve, is that that is a, a behavior that is practiced all the time, um, and there's many different operators that work there, and I don't think they've ever been told the right way to do it, so um, it's, it's. I think I talked about that before, uh, but so it's it's interesting to me to continue to, to go through with this process because I think it helps other people just say, oh, well, tell them not to overprocess or tell them not to do this. I think we're we've reached the point where you know it's it's not enough to just tell people they're doing something that they need to do different, but create the environment for change. Um, I think that's a change management methodology that needs to be and explored um, something isn't isn't clicking with how we're asking folks to change and identify waste and, and to, to be a little bit different um, and so yeah it's going to be pretty curious how that uh, how that works out um, if we if we change the way that we drive change <laughs> um, you know like trying to, we're just going to continue to say, hey, yeah, um, do it right, <laughs> or if we're going to create a system that allows them to see that the way that they're doing it is not the way that we're driving things to be done, um, if we get someone who really understands Seven Elements Waste, 5S, and they worked at that station, how would they... Operate. I'm assuming that they would operate in a way that uh, would say, "Huh, this just doesn't seem right." <laughs> uh, I'm doing things that violate seven elements of waste. You know, and then drive the engagement and says, "Hey, I need help," or "What if we did it like this?" I mean, I, I've reached the point with the team where um, you know I want someone to say, "Hey." the way we're doing this doesn't, doesn't feel right, and then the response from manufacturing engineering to be, oh yeah, let's fix that together, um, you know, and and have a system where, even if we don't have people that are ready to be problem solvers, um, at least get the problem seers, um, to, to see that there's, that there's a problem, I think, you know, when we, we think about, Um, on the front lines is is kind of close to that Um, we got a few folks that are really good at um, identifying problems and sometimes coming up with solutions but it's it's few Um, you know with 250 plus employees on our front lines probably a little bit more than that when I count everyone um, thinking about how many actually point out problems, or if you if you go to them, would be able to say, hey, I'm doing something wrong, or this doesn't feel right, you know, um, I think the culture is, I'm just here to get my job done, um, and get out of here, you know, and, and just, just, you know, I'm here to hit a number, um, and so... I'm not saying everyone's like that. Um, you know, there's, there's plenty of folks who care. There's also a lot of complainers <laughs> who uh, um, hide their... Hi, it's like they say they want to get better, but then you ask them to do something different to contribute to change and to getting better, and they're just like, oh, no, well, I want you to change everybody else so that it you know helps me. So... Um, so I don't know what to call those folks but I call them the complainers Um, they'll tell you what everyone else is doing wrong um, and and not what they need to do to help Um, and then uh, sorry I hope I don't not considered a complainer by uh, the listeners of this podcast uh, but I do think that I help drive change Um, so I I feel like engagement if I had to you know put the finger to the wind and to kind of get a feel for that pulse um, from from what I've seen and, and you know what what I've experienced. Um, my number I throw out there is about let's say twelve and a half percent. Cause I can't decide if I want to do ten or fifteen. So twelve and a half percent. That's a fun fun number to kind of base it off of. So our amount of engaged folks is. Kind of <laughs> maybe that's even shooting a little high. We'll we'll go with that, I'd say it is 10%. Um you know, the impacts of having 10% of folks that are even just problem seers, problem identifiers, problem finders. Um that's still pretty low. Um you know, uh the the world-class companies have a finder fixer ratio pretty close to 1. You know, um, everyone that finds a problem should be pretty close to being able to, to fix a problem um, you know we are a long ways away from that um, but uh, doesn't mean that we shouldn't try definitely means that we should uh, um, keep pursuing that but that needs to be the strategy and that's the piece that's missing so that's that's what I got out of talking through this this morning is we could be doing all of these things you know with all the right intentions but if we don't have the site from the strategy set on we are going to have a finder fixer ratio of one then we won't be driving the right actions to get there um so that's what i kind of got out of this so at least i got something out of it hopefully you did too have a great rest of your day and happy wednesday